deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, buddy, I have to say I love your shirt. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Yeah, the only problem is it's polyester, so I smell really bad right oh, now. But, dude, that's why I like it, because I <laughs> I know exactly where you are. <laughs> it's really easy to find you after you've walked down a hallway. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's, uh, mm. it's hard to reconcile the two desires. Speaking of desire, today's episode <laughs> is about sex. Wow. I don't think you've ever given me such a great segue. Wow. Me neither. <laughs> Dear beloved earbuds, today on this episode of Analyze This, we are going to talk about sex. Well, really, we're going to talk about sexual health and sex education in America because guess what, guys? There's not a lot that people know. Yes. <laughs> I mean, do you find that you felt like a, I don't know, well-rounded sexual individual by the time you left high school? I still don't feel like a well-rounded sexual individual. <laughs> you know, to be honest, I don't know what I mean by that. Well, maybe, you know, what I think is part of it is being completely comfortable in owning your sexuality, which I think Comes is very hard. And so to begin this episode, I have taken questions just randomly pulled from Yahoo Answers because it turns out people don't know a lot about sex. Right. And at the top of this um, outline that I'm looking at, um, it asks the question, do Americans know anything about sex? And I can say, no. No, they don't. <laughs> what makes you say that? Well, because most people feel ashamed of being sexual, first of all. That's <gasps> like your first experience. Oh. I mean, for me, that's what it was. And when I was in North Carolina, I was at a health website because I was trying to get medication. And I just happened to see, like, you know, there was this forum where anyone could ask a question. And someone asked, I was taking a bath. I think I might have had an orgasm. Is it possible that I'm pregnant? Oh my god. So the misinformation out there. Oh is my god. Staggering. If that person is listening right now, I'm going to say unless you had sex outside of the uh, unrelated to your bath taking experience, I'm going to take a gamble and say maybe you're not pregnant. No. Unless you're like am I pregnant because I feel so horny in this bathtub? Cuz you know, pregnant people are horny. Right. I don't think that's what's happening. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let's look at some of these other questions, too. I mean, this person asked, if my girlfriend sneezes after sex, will it keep her from getting pregnant? And then after that, it says, I heard the Greeks practice this. Like, if she squats down and sneezes, won't my... <laughs> won't my asterisk, asterisk, uh, asterisk... Uh, won't my uh, man milk shoot out and it will keep her from getting pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe you what? just said man milk. <laughs> That's right up there with Shebag. Jesus oh Christ. Oh, my God. You know, right. I shouldn't say that. If my girlfriend sneezes after sex, well, that makes me so sad. No, again, that's not a form of birth control, my friend. No, actually, I think squatting is, actually helps with conception. Yeah, I think it, I honestly think it might make her more likely to get pregnant. Oh, God. But don't, you know, we could be wrong. I that. mean, and you know, we hear as Americans continue to tackle serious questions such as this next one. Does peeing in a girl's butt present any serious health risks? 
Will it make it to her stomach? <laughs> My question is... <laughs> Wait, I have a couple of questions. I have so many Number questions. Number one, do you want to pee in someone's butt, though? Hey, don't yuck somebody's yum. Okay, you're right. You know what? If that's their shit, like, you know, go for you're it, right. guys. No, pee in all no, the butts you want. No judgment. Um, but you're not going to, like, make her sick. You know, I'm going to hazard a guess that... the. Like, maybe I shouldn't hazard a guess. <laughs> okay, they, I think things do get absorbed into the bloodstream from that area. It's possible. But pee is sterile. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, you know what I would do? I would um, talk to your doctor and talk yes. to her doctor. Talk to her. And then after they stop laughing. Oh, my God. I know. I shouldn't. No, no judgment. Okay. okay. Pee wherever you want, whenever you want. And our last question from the seedy underbelly of the internet known as Yahoo Answers is, what is the effect of excessive masturbation? Uh, This is, I think, a very common question. It is. They go on to say, I am a boy of 18 years, and I am doing masturbating from several years now, and I'm feeling some changes in my body, like my body is not growing as previously. After sex, I have a slight pain in my penis, and I also lose stamina. I am now unable to satisfy girls. Is this all because of excessive masturbation? What is the cure? Is there any drug to cure it? Oh, this uh, this breaks my heart. It sounds to me like he's doing everything right. I yeah, it seems like he's fine. <laughs> well, also, it's like uh, this poor kid is so uh, undereducated about puberty that the fact that his body is starting to slow down in growth at 18 makes perfect sense. You're nearing the end of puberty. Right. Oh, God. So we really can't blame obviously, the people who are asking the questions. Instead, we have to look at the system that created them. So, Hannah Gelb, I'm going to play a game with you right now called The Most Shocking Fact. Okay. I'll go first because I'm bussy. (laughs) Here's my shocking fact, and this pertains to the United States of America. Only 24 states and the District of Columbia mandate sex education. That means... Only in 24 states and the District of Columbia's public schools is sex education mandated. And then the rest don't have to talk about it at all. Wow. And then beyond that, what kind of sex education do they do? Does that decide within each state? Like, Well, yes, they can, because only 13 states require that the instructions in sex education be medically accurate. Tell me that's not shocking. That's really shocking. That's shocking. It's super shocking. Medically accurate? Uh, what is education if it's not accurate? <laughs> you know, you make a compelling point, dude. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> lay it on me. What's your shocking fact? Okay, my shocking fact is three in ten American teen girls will get pregnant at least once before age 20. Oh, wow. That's 750,000 teen pregnancies each year. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? That is- and the United States has one of the highest teen pregnancy rates in the Western industrialized world. I thought we had the highest teen pregnancy rate. You know, we maybe we do. Wow. <laughs> We're definitely in the top five. Why? But if we can't even teach our children how to not get pregnant, how can we expect them to make responsible decisions? <laughs> Talk about this This forever. is now turning into angriest facts. Okay. Uh, here's another fact that I will tell you. Again, of the 24, only 18 states in the District of Columbia require that information on contraception be provided, which means that they can teach you about sex, but they can't teach you how to not have a baby if you're having heterosexual, you know, penetrated blah, blah, blah sex. You know, penis, vagina sex, man milk. (laughs) As a lover of man milk, I'm surprised you gagged like that. (laughs) 
recording ever having said it. Shocking. That really defies all explanation. It doesn't I mean, make any sense. Why no. are we teaching about sex if we're not going to teach them how to be in control uh, and in charge of their like sexual experience? America is so stuck in so many ways, in all the same ways. It's the Puritans. Like, well, it's like... We want to move forward, but we know that it's hard and we don't know how. It's just like personal growth. We're like, but if we tell people how to safely have sex, then they'll have sex. Like, no one's like, everyone has sex anyways. Mm. Why don't we teach them how to do it? But everyone's like, no, because because then that's like encouraging them to do it. They do it anyways. It's like it doesn't. I don't understand why that we haven't gotten past that point. No, we're I know. still not past You're that so point. You're so right about societal growth stemming from personal growth, which is why I'm so happy that you are listening to this podcast, earbuds, because it's all about personal growth. You know, man. and I think a lot of it stems from just the guilt and shame around sex. That's I feel the, that feel. The, you know. Okay, give me another shocking fact. I did want to say I had no idea that this existed. The CDC, the Center for Disease Control, had 16 critical sexual education topics. Oh, how useful. That they recommend, but... What a resource. Fewer than half of high schools and only a fifth of middle schools teach all of those topics recommended by the CDC. Wait, what are some of the topics? Give me a handful. Oh my God, they're amazing. How to create and sustain healthy and respectful relationships. Oh my God. Fucking... What? Oh my God. Influences of family, peers, media, technology, and other factors on sexual risk behavior. Fucking yeah! Yeah, dude, that's like, wow. The efficacy of condoms. Yes. Importance of using them correctly. Yes. Uh, Importance of using a condom at the same time as another form of contraception to prevent both STDs and pregnancy. Well, wait a minute. (laughs) Well, no, so if you're you're having, let's say you're having sex that is not um, in the vagina, Mm -hmm. then you should also still use a condom even though you're not going to get somebody pregnant because it is the prevention of STDs. Totally. It's not just about pregnancy. It's also disease control. Right. You know? Okay. uh, 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 Communication and negotiation skills. Bam! Goal setting and decision making skills. Like, all of these are so applicable to all of life. I don't know. Maybe we should tell the public schools about them. Because, okay, I'm going to counter that with this shocking fact. 37 states, 37 states, I really want this one to sink in, insist that abstinence be made part of the curriculum. Of those, 26 states mandate that the classes must stress abstinence, and the rest only say it must be covered. So that means 37 states insist on talking about abstinence, while only 24, remember, nationally, require sex education. So this is literally abstinence in place of sex education. It's shocking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mandate that you must stress abstinence is the best form of birth control? What right do we have? This, ah! Dude. Did you, wait, did you have a health class in high school? Um, I did, actually. In high school. I think I was a sophomore. I felt so happy I wasn't a freshman anymore. (laughs) That's probably why they they scheduled it then. Right. How was it? You know, mostly I remember really... so funny how they show you diagrams of, like, sexual organs. Organs? Like, why the fuck does that matter? Why do you even need to know that? Yeah, instead (laughs) of stressing proper communication and education. Yes, it is more important to learn how to sustain healthy and respectful relationships than to know how the testicles work. Honestly, don't, oh, God, don't care. I agree. Don't I have, know, don't care. <laughs> I agree. I have found how testicles work to be really not helpful in my life. I mean, <laughs> hey, hey. I guess knowledge is power. But yeah, sure. I mean, anatomy is a great topic to cover. Medically accurate. I'm all about it. But I really think it's more about the emotional outcomes and consequences of the sexual experience, which many people enter into as adults with little education, not only about sexual matters, but also about their own bodies. Right. Why don't we teach people 
you are the number one authority on your body and your experience and like, no one knows what the fuck they're doing at that age. Like, <laughs> God, I'm just throwing my hands in the air. You are so right, Hannah Gelb. So we are going to talk about the relationship that we have had with our bodies in the areas of sex. Oh, God. Right after this. You know what I love? Lots of things. I do. I do. You know, you love a lot of stuff and it's great. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I like you so much. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Today, I wanted to talk about how I love truth. I love truth. I love when you say what you mean. And to be honest, I mean when I say this. I drink Four Sigmatic every day. Every day. Every day. Whoa. I know. They make a matcha. Did you know that they had a I matcha? I mean, I know matcha? you drink like a lot of drinks. So I that's love beverages. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I have tried the matcha. It's It was super good. It was good, right? Yeah. I really like the matcha, and which is great because I'm really saving myself a lot of money because, frankly, matcha's overpriced out there in Los Angeles. Oh, it's very expensive. And here I am. I can make my matcha at home. It's extremely high quality. It leaves me jitter-free. It's got powerful antioxidants and immune-boosting properties. It's a beautiful shade of green as well. Oh, such a lovely color. You know? And, I, yes. I feel like I'm in Japan just looking at it. Oh, me too. <laughs> I, I, I really mean that. I am now starting to travel with my Four Sigmatic because it comes in those little packs mm-hmm. because I got to tell you when you're on the road at like a God knows where and they're like would you like this green tea and I'm like that's not even green <laughs> you know how I feel oh absolutely and if you guys know how I feel you can go ahead and check out Four Sigmatic yourself by heading to foursigmatic.com slash analyze where you will get 15% off your entire order yes that's 15% off any order placed on Four Sigmatic's website but you have to use our special URL Forsigmatic.com slash Hanalyze. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash Hanalyze. That's great, dude. Thanks, bud. <laughs> we are talking about sexual education, and right now we are going to dive into the even super most personal experiences of ourselves as we learned about... Sex and satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Can I start off? Yeah. I just want to say that I don't think I even really had a sex talk. You didn't like the birds and the bees? Yeah. The talk, as I, they say? I do not remember a talk like that. However, I do remember just knowing how it worked at some point. Yeah. And I... like, so I don't think I even really knew what masturbating was. Oh, my God. I didn't know how it worked at all. But I figured it out anyways, oh? which is proof that it is completely natural. Yes, it it probably should happen. Yes. I have so many things I want to say, but I'm going to turn them into questions instead. When, (laughs) when did you, I guess, first feel like the pangs of sexual desire? Let's see. It was after I watched the Phantom of the Opera. Um, (sighs) You're such a (laughs) dork. Hannah, you've got to be joking. (laughs) Just kidding. No judging. The Phantom is sexy, okay? Yeah, no. Especially when you're 13. Yeah, he's sexy. God, I guess that's when I knew I was tragically straight as well. Yeah, because you were like, tell me about your terrible history, sir. (laughs) So classic. Um, No, but so how old were you? Uh, I think I was like 13. Like 13? 14. And when you first masturbated? Yeah. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. But, you know, I remember afterwards. I felt so guilty. What? Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm never doing that ever again. Really? And then, of course, I was like, okay, just one more time. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, that was it. Then cut to like a month later. 30 days in a row, fine. Never again (laughs) after this day. And this is so funny. I went to a sleepover 
in middle school yeah. after I had discovered this. And I come off to some people for some reason as like this very sweet, cherubic, angelic person. I think you're a kinky freak. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. I really do. Um, and so my so we were, you know, having late night giggly sleepover girl thing. And everyone, so at one point, a girl says, okay, guys, have you ever done, you know, like masturbate? But she turns to me and goes, well, I know I don't have to ask Hannah because obviously no. <gasps> and I was like, Damn. And you were like, I'm masturbating right now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. What I mean, what'd they say? I think I, you know, I don't even remember. I just remember smugly saying nothing. Oh, so you don't remember what they said, though? No. I think people have this idea. Well, I'm so curious because I know where my inhibitions about masturbation came from. But I'm curious because we have such different backgrounds. Like, why why did you feel guilty? God, I don't know. Like, I, <laughs> I wonder if it was, like, just subtle messaging, mm. you know, um, being a girl, doing anything nice for yourself is kind of revolutionary. Mm. Um, it, just the complete selfishness of it i don't know yeah I really but don't you did know. feel like an inherent guilt yeah i felt like really and obviously i wasn't i don't think i told anyone uh-huh. you know i feel like in a maybe in a healthy society when that happened you would like run downstairs and be like oh, oh, God, i just figured out how to have an orgasm and oh they'd be like God. oh my god let's go to red lobster <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I completely agree because <laughs> orgasms are a thing that everyone should have. And it makes me so sad how many of our... Right. Well, unless you're asexual and you don't have orgasms. Yeah, if you don't want them, don't yeah. have to get them. Yeah. But like, how many if you people... do want them? <laughs> then they're there for you, my friend. You know, uh, my my hesitations and uh, my whole feelings around masturbation entirely stem from the fact that I was raised to believe that masturbation was a sin. Mm-hmm. A sin in the eyes of Jehovah. Oh, God. A sin. And I, and, and I remember I what really... What kind of God wouldn't want you to masturbate? I don't know. But yeah, no. So I, I remember asking my dad once, why is masturbation a sin? Like, because I was like totally on board with like, you know, um, fornication, meaning sex before marriage was a sin. I get that. Adultery sin. Got it. Gayness. Ooh, the worst sin. Gay. Bad. I get it. But like masturbating, why? And I wasn't even masturbating at the time. Mm-hmm. I was just curious. Mm-hmm. I was like, why is masturbation a sin if it doesn't hurt anybody? And his answer was... Oh, my God. I can't wait to hear this. That people masturbate to impure thoughts. And thinking impure thoughts is more likely to lead you to impure actions. Yeah. That is so fucked. Yeah. That is so fucked. I'm sorry to anyone who's offended by this. That is fucked. I know. (laughs) Oh, God. There was an example he gave, which is like if he finds someone sexually attractive and would masturbate if he masturbated thinking about them he'd be more likely to pursue having sex with that person and if he was in a marriage then that would be adultery that kind of sounds to me like avoiding responsibility Uh uh-huh so it's like yeah it sounds to me like not taking any ownership or accountability for your actions but guess what a is in a cult what can you do so i was raised to believe masturbation was a sin and so i did not masturbate even once dude i remember when we were in college you were like yeah i don't really i just don't do it and i was like trying to you were like cool cool i was like okay i mean yeah not everyone and in my head i was like what (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's how i felt inside but you know what's so funny is that i read so much dirty fanfic and so i was like feeling i know it was crazy because i was like feeling no literally dude this is how ignorant i was i had no idea that the clitoris was a source of pleasure on the body 
I did not know. And so it's like I would read all this fanfic and get myself so turned on and do nothing because I was like, wow, that's great. Oh, my God. You poor thing. I know. I know. I had my first orgasm at 21 and it was only because hey, I lived- haven't skipped a day since. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, I, I have to tell you, post 30, I'm slowing down. <laughs> You know, I'm like, oh, you know, I maybe I'm too tired. I just can't even believe that I was so. No, I can. I can believe that I was out of touch with my body because I was not taught that being in touch with your body was something that I was allowed to do. Dude, I mean, there are people way smarter than me. There are books, seminars, classes on the brainwashing of people about the clitoris and female pleasure, mm. you know, mm. that is know. still today comes up. I know, which can know? make it really hard when you're trying to have mutually gratifying sex with a partner, which is our next topic Ugh. right after this, buddy. Hannah Gelb. Yes. I have a question for you. Yes. Have you ever felt constrained by your underwear? Absolutely. Which is why whenever I can, I go braless and underwearless. Wow. Mm. Okay. Well, there you go, everybody. (laughs) It's not very often that I can do that. You know, believe it or not, I too have shared this feeling. Is there another solution besides not wearing underwear or bra in public? Yes, there is. In (laughs) fact, there's a solution that has nothing to do with your size or where you land on the gender spectrum. That's Tomboy X, amazing underwear that anybody feels comfortable in. Hannah, what are you looking for in some underwear? Well, I want it to be breathable. Mm. Um, You know, form-fitting, but not too Too tight. form-fitting. Yes, I know. Tell me about it. I'm always like, wow. Like, I don't want to have to have been, like, just having a wax Mm-hmm. And like, oh, now I can wear underwear. Mm-hmm. You know, I want like. You want to make sure that your underwear has enough room for you. I want my underwear to be like for a human woman. Yes. Not like for a mannequin. Or for anywhere you fall on the gender spectrum. Exactly. I sometimes feel like my underwear is trying to make me something I'm not. <sighs> God. Yeah. Which is why I'm glad there's so many options out there. Options like Tomboy X. If you guys want to try out some underwear that is made just for you, no matter the body type, go to TomboyX.com slash Hanalyze and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. Hanalyze this listeners get an extra 15% off with the code Hanalyze. Again, that code is Hanalyze for an extra 15% off. So ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to TomboyX.com slash Hanalyze. And then you'll be like, underwear under there. <laughs> Yes. Have your underwear fit you. Yeah. Not you fit your underwear. That's right. <laughs> That's me after my first orgasm. <laughs> it's a whole Dude, new you know what? I do. <laughs> it, that song's not I can open your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> We are talking about sexual health. We have shared our uh, experiences in terms of education. We've shared our experiences in terms of self-education. And now we're <laughs> going to be talking about how to have gratifying sex with a partner. Ooh, tough topic. Hannah Gelb, what do you think? Well, I think it's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially... Oh, my God. Is that like a that's what she said pun? Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Twelve years old. Yeah, you are. Um, okay, no, I want to say it takes time. It takes a lot of work, 
And it doesn't happen all the time, especially with people you have very brief sexual encounters with. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, this is so depressing to me. I actually made a New Year's resolution at the beginning of 2017. I was like, you know what? No more fucking mediocre sex. Oh. I am so tired of having sex with dudes. And then they're like, oh, that was great. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> that was awful. Nothing <laughs> happened. What do you, what? Hello? Like, like how, how can uh. they be having that experience and I'm having this experience? And also they can't seem to pick up on the fact that I'm having this experience. Like, it's because they're not taught. I'm sorry. <sighs> oh, they're taught. To say. It's like a one way street kind of thing. And I will say again, as is our general disclaimer, that these are our opinions and experiences <laughs> that may not be applicable to all people of all genders. Absolutely not. Absolutely I have not. also had good sexual experiences. Exactly. With, like, you know. But it's but I feel like a lot of my uh, like cis female hetero counterparts in life did not value their own orgasm and sex until way later. And I get it, though, because it's hard if we're not taught to masturbate, if we're not mm-hmm. taught to know ourselves. How do you convey that knowing to another person? Well, also, the male orgasm is considered like the end of sex. That's considered like the mark of the end. Yeah. And your orgasm always feels like, oh, can, is it too much trouble? If I, Like, I cannot even tell you. This is so disappointing in myself. I can't even tell you how many times I've had sex with a dude and then like been like, can I, can you like do it? And I feel like I'm imposing on them, Mm. even though I just allowed them to have sex with me. And I feel like I'm asking too much for them to like help me out. Mm. So then, okay. So let's say in the realm of, and, um, you know, I always like to define people always like, what's lesbian sex? I'm always like a series of orgasms. (laughs) 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 It's true. Um, (laughs) But, you know, here's something I want to talk with you about, because obviously there's a difference between one night stands. Mm -hmm. And I personally, as a feeling and system of control, have never had an orgasm during a one night stand. I've Mm -hmm. only ever been like, you're welcome. Like, (laughs) I hope you had a great time, too. I'm leaving. Bye. That's me. Right. Because I'm like, I don't know you, you Mm -hmm, know, but mm -hmm. I like power. And it's like (laughs) that being said, when in relationships, I really feel that sexual intimacy starts with conversations. Right. Which can, it, yeah. Yeah, which can be – and this is something I, I I didn't realize, but I had this experience recently where, you know, I usually I start by, like, asking people questions like, oh, what do you like? Or, oh, is this okay? Or does this feel good? Or what, blah, blah. And if somebody has been so shamed by society uh, or has never, you know uh, – gotten to know themselves individually, privately, sexually, I always thought these questions could be like really inviting and helpful, but they're also kind of intimidating. They are. Absolutely. Because, you know, then you feel like, oh, what if I say the wrong thing? What if I'm really boring when I answer? I mean, it doesn't feel sexy to ask those questions sometimes yeah, in the moment. To, yeah, and it cannot feel sexy for somebody to answer them. It's like, well, um, how do you like, like, what do you like? like it's or, always good uh, yeah. to open the door, but if someone doesn't have the answer, I know for me that can be met with a lot of feelings of shame, which really removes me from the sexual experience, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's a hard thing to navigate, which is why I feel like a lot of conversations about sex need to also happen outside the bedroom. You know, that's a good point. Dude, I never even thought about that. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm yeah. a big time, like, you know, I'll be driving along. Dude, we're going out to dinner. I'm like, hey, so yesterday was fun. <laughs> well, what do you think about this and that? Because there's so much there's so much to know about somebody and there's so much to explore. And that's the beauty of a partnership or right. a long, or being in a relationship with someone mm-hmm. because you get to feel good because you know you're making them feel good. And you get to allow them the ability to make you feel good, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is so private, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And maybe you, and yeah, maybe that's much more comfortable. 
Because so, in the moment, you probably have a little like, okay, to be totally honest, do not know what I'm doing in a hand job. I'm like, why am I doing this? You are way better at this than I am. And it's really embarrassing <laughs> to be like, am I doing this okay? Like, oh I don't, my God. I, I mean, how much variety can I be applied? Mean, <laughs> I don't, I mean, this uh, is you'd be fine. surprised. Okay, well, maybe we'll talk. This, we've already got the explicit listing on this podcast, but let's, we'll, <laughs> we'll offline about that. But so you've had that thought. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, you know, there's, I feel this weird pressure to be like, oh, I need to be this like amazing super sex goddess who knows everything about the penis. I don't actually. And it's embarrassing Again, to ask. I, I mean, what is there to know? I just, I can't. Well. Let me tell you what's confusing. <laughs> a vagina? That is, that is way. I mean, I uni- mean universally, I think we all agree. And I'm, I'm just teasing, but obviously there's a lot of variety of sexual experience that you can have with a penis, et cetera, et cetera. But I am also saying that, and this sexual health uh, aspect podcast is gearing very cis female, but it's because Hannah and I are both in possession of vaginas. So is the only thing we can really talk about? That's true. But it's a confusing place. Like, did you know the clitoris is four inches long? I know that because you tell me every time I see you. Did you know that? <laughs> Guys, ear- earbuds, did you know that? I bet you didn't. Dude. It's like a wishbone. So, okay, I've talked about my touchy-feely, like, perspective, but, you know, I think that I kind of have a level of comfort because I'm with another woman, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. my partners are women and there's like a social comfort in that. So like between you and like a raised cis male, like who aren't <sighs> allowed to have even feelings. Oh God. <laughs> how do you start to explore these topics? Well, I think you just have to be okay with the fact that it's uncomfortable. And yeah, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like a sexy movie. Like it doesn't feel like this perfectly edited together amazing climax this story with a climax and an end you know it's like uh, kind of figuring this out and uh, obviously it really helps if you like the person oh a big time would definitely recommend that yeah also really helps if the person likes themselves but that hey that's a, a story for another day <laughs> right i mean i think uh... like do you ask questions like give me like just like you know what are some tangible things that you've tried that work for you in that realm of communication that we can offer to our earbuds. You mean like specific questions? Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh my God. You are hilarious. And cute. Um, She's blushing. I'm oh my so, God, dude. I'm blushing. I cannot believe this. You, you are so openly a dirty little freak. <laughs> so. I know. But wow. This is quite I am intimate. Shocked. I'm shocked. Well, I, <laughs> is it harder to talk about sex with a, like a cis man? Than it is with like another woman, or is it just hard to talk about sex? It's just uh, no. I don't, well, it's weird because I don't really think it's. I don't think either of it is really that difficult. But I guess I'm having trouble thinking of like. I feel like I need to come up with some amazing question that was like open the door to like blah blah. But I can't really think of any. No. I mean, I've definitely been like, do you like this? Is this okay? Mm-hmm. You know. Yes, those do are you, good questions. Yeah, and I would like to say to the <laughs> the hetero men folk out there, you can ask questions too. You can ask. I mean, I've had yeah, lots this of to everybody, right? Right. I've had a lot of experiences where no questions are asked, and it's like, uh, okay. And now I feel weird because I have to be like, um, excuse me, um, the clitoris does not need to be sandpapered off. It's actually very <laughs> oh sensitive. God. It's oh. very sensitive. Imagine if your penis was the size of a pencil eraser. Okay, there's now play no, with it. <laughs> there's no need. Oof. I don't know if that's from porn. Or what? I mean, it's confusing, but that's why communication is key. Right. And that's right, why it's right, so, right. It, but it's, it's hard, you well, know? it's hard too because everyone is delicate mm-hmm. and, you know, and sex is very, uh, 
there's a lot of ego tied to it, yeah. especially for men, I think. Yeah. You know? and, and, and everybody has a different response and reaction mm-hmm. to the intimacy of sex. And also everybody's body is literally different. Like right, I know right, of people right. who need their clitoris sandpapered off to have an <laughs> orgasm. Straight up. But like, I don't believe it. It's I want to meet these women. No, it's true. But like people respond to different things in different yeah, ways. That's true. Usually totally true. it's like an element of penetration that's more sensitive because of the whole shape of the clitoris thing. I mean, mm-hmm. guys, it's a fascinating topic. But the universal aspect of this topic, I feel, is communication, trust, and laughter. Oh, yeah. You have to be able to laugh at yourself a little bit. Oh, and that yeah. can be the biggest obstacle. Yeah. Like, I once asked my partner to do role play. I was like, yeah, let's, like, mix it up. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, no. And I was like, come on. And so then one time we were really high. <laughs> okay. And uh, we... We're kind of jokingly starting a role play, but it took place in a dentist's office because this is a part of our, like, we were really high. Because that's the sexy spot. But, like, she was the receptionist. And she was like, oh, are you here for your appointment? And I was like, yeah, got to get some dental work done. And then she was like, cool. Do you have a copy of your insurance? There might be a copay. And I was like... I was like, I have Delta Dental. I don't believe there should be a copay. And then we just got way too into it. And it was just. Oh my God. I mean, but that made, made, that was such an improvement in our sex life too, because it showed that like laughter and giggling and joy was a part of it because it's, it's about intimacy. Right. Yeah. I've had, you know, an experience like that where it felt kind of silly. And it was definitely like, hey, we don't really know what we're doing. But afterwards, it was like, hey, we tried. Honestly, just putting the effort in, I think, can really. Communication. Especially if you've been with someone for a long time. And you're like, oh, snooze. We got (laughs) to. Imagine this. Sex between two people is a collaborative act. Uh, uh, God, Hannah Hart, let's get T-shirts that say that. Oh, okay. I think we should. (laughs) And guys, if you think we should get T-shirts, that's great. Let us know by rating and reviewing and subscribing to this podcast, Analyze This. Thank you all for going on this journey with us. And Hannah, thank you for being so open and so vulnerable as always. Wait, are we done? Yeah, dude. Oh. I wanted to ask you stuff. Oh, ask me stuff. <laughs> we're good, but we're ask me stuff. Okay. Well, I wanted to ask, what are your, what do you ask? You know, I said what? that was a whole first half of the section. Oh, was me saying maybe I was blushing too much. Too. I think so. Yeah, okay. but everything before you spoke was my answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and on that uh, note, uh, it's always good to go out with a giggle, don't you think? It's good to be a good listener too. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Again, please rate, review, and subscribe to Analyze This so you can be with us on this journey of growth. I hope that there was something that you gained in it. Maybe if it was even just a respite from shaming yourself, you know? Because your body is yours, and you can do with it as you please. 